Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report, TV and radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998. Hulk Hogan. So there's a call out. 
he challenges him. He's calling for Sting to show up tonight to fight Sting in the ring tonight. He's ready. Easy E, make it happen. They've looked up. They've looked down. They looked over there and over there. No sign of Sting whatsoever. But there is a sign of the first ever six-man luchador tag team match. Super Calo, Juventud Guerrero, and a debuting Hector Garza taking on the team of La Parca, Damian, and Ciclope. Matthew, they went by luchador Mexican rules as well, so it means there's no tags. Guys just come in and out of the ring whenever they feel like. If they touch the floor, that means they've been out and they have to answer in a new combatant. Do you agree, disagree? Were you confused like I was? Yeah, I was, but at the same time, WCW has done a really good job with the Cruiserweight, so whenever you have something like this, I, I think it it's a nice touch. So I, I didn't mind it, you know, this week. If it's if it's something that continues, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it translates week to week. But it was different, and, and I really didn't mind it. Line of the match. Larry Zabisco going, I'll tell you what, Mike, if there's a slow-mo, you can have it, because I don't think there was one. These guys were fast. <laughs> and, you know, they, right. they brought in uh, Professor Mike Tenay because, you know, he being the professor of all Mexican wrestling. Professor Mike Tenay. Um, it seemed like it was a cruiserweight heavy uh, first hour-ish uh, for WCW because the second match was Psychosis against the king of the beach video, Alex Wright. That's one that kind. Uh, Alex Wright and uh, Psychosis with a win. And I don't know why they would say that Alex Wright should have been the favorite in this match. They're trying to build up that this was a big win for Psychosis. But yeah. honestly, what is Alex Wright doing? Right now, How again, can this be an these these are people Alex that Wright. you don't see on a weekly basis, really on on Nitro. It uh, yeah, it, it just feels like two dudes thrown together. And I mean, as much as I like to see, well, like, I don't want you to analyze two dudes. Let's analyze wrestling, <laughs> especially psychosis. You know, when you don't, it, that's what happens to a lot of their mid card. They lose leverage in any position they're jockeying for because you don't see them on a weekly basis. They've got such a deep roster, and it's so many guys on the mid-card that they just, uh, you know, when you don't see somebody for three or four weeks, just like last week with Dave Taylor, you know, who's to care about Dave Taylor when he's off of your programming for a month? And they think that Saturday night, the Saturday night and, you know, house shows or whatever, or maybe people are paying attention. no. People, I think a lot of your Nitro viewers are watching Nitro on a weekly basis, and it's really hard to make people care about – not about the mid-card. It's hard to make care about mid-card talent that you don't actively see on a weekly basis on television, and WCW continues to do this. Guillotine leg drop and picked up the win over Alex Wright. That is psychosis. Now, after the replay, uh, Mean Gene Oakland in the aisle with Sonny Ono. Now, tonight, you remember – uh, Sonny Ono's got a big surprise for uh, Mashiro, you know, and he says it's going to be his big nightmare. Uh, he keeps calling it his nightmare. There was a line out of Mean Gene tonight that says, hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa what's going on? Uh, you can't talk to psychosis. This isn't the time allotted for him. Get out of here with these, what did he call them, flim-flam scams? <laughs> a flim-flam scam. You know, Mean Gene these guys would have the time that they had if you would stop asking the same damn questions over and over and keep hogging the microphone. So Sonny Ono then gets interrupted by somebody who needs to be analyzed, Medusa. And uh, Medusa, a little hesitant, a little shy, maybe a little, 
you know, a little worried about uh, what might happen if she's analyzed by, say, Mean Gene and Sonny Ono and Meathead and, you know, Matthew Thomas. But she accepts the stipulation that she can have a title shot at the Great American Bash if she puts her career on the line. Matthew, thoughts on this segment? Hey, uh, first of all, to uh, to to uh, Sonny, I, I have a hard time believing it, but I've heard recently through various uh, reputable sources that Sonny is the most downloaded individual in the history of the Internet. And I don't quite Sonny understand it. I don't make the – Wait, Sonny, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, wait Sonny a minute. It's what I've heard, so I'm assuming they're talking about Sonny Ono. Oh, wait a minute. Sonny, uh, female Sonny, I think it smells like oh, the botanical oh. garden, not Sonny Ono, who smells like a digital camera. Ah, uh, I I got you. So that clears that up. And, uh, yeah, you know, give Medusa a title versus career option. That's fine. It's something for her. She, again, she's somebody that tends to, you know, show up every uh, about once a month or so. I wish I was feeling on a weekly basis. How about that little dig from Sonny Ono on Medusa? When you lose, you go back to nursing school. <laughs> Wait, was Medusa a head nurse? Uh, quite possible. Uh, we need to need to get some interns on that to, to research that a bit. But no, it's an angle. It's a storyline for Medusa. So that's that's a positive. Okay. When we come back, uh, they go over to the announce table and they talk Slamberry, specifically Glacier being saved while being you know saved by someone who they thought was a fan. The story comes out that Glacier apparently invited Ernest Miller to be at the show due to his martial arts history and being a friend of Glacier. And Miller ended up hopping into the ring and making a save. Are you okay with friends of the the talent jumping in the ring? It's maybe something to make Glacier more interesting because he really hasn't done much for me since he's been in the company. Um, I would have preferred it if instead of – is he really? Wow. Wow, he is. He is undefeated, and I don't care. To be quite honest with you, they haven't done a good enough job to make me care. I this would be a better angle instead of Ernest Miller if it was uh, his friend, the other Ernest, Jim Varney, that became involved in the action. Now I would pop for that. If he comes you, down the ring and says, "Hey Vern, hey Vern, hey Vern, hey, 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 that hey, was his line. Hey Meathead, Meathead, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, um, uh, Jim Varney." Um, there was a run, and he probably did this in your local station. You said you're from Charleston or somewhere in South Virginia or Virginia or somewhere over uh, there, right? Yeah, yeah, Vir- Vir- Virginia, and you're talking about the uh, the commercials, right? Yeah, because he did for every market. Yep. So while yep, you saw I him, va- I, I saw vaguely, him too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so. Hey, hey, Vern, are you watching that CW24? Hey, Vern, you watching my 24? Hey, Vern, you watching WVTV? Yeah. How many days do you think he had to do that and say that line to get every local affiliate done? No, there is no telling. Unbelievable. But I, I'm glad you kind of chimed in because I was waiting for you to go, hmm, that's something. No, no, no. You knew right away what I was talking about because he did every damn television, Mark, and I know mm-hmm. he did. That yep, is yep, hilarious. No, he, was, he was all over the place. That's okay. He was... Well, you know, he was a, a guy that was making money. Uh, let's talk Wrath and Mark Starr, and this is why we were talking Glacier. Uh, the match wasn't as long as the entrance. Uh, they took over three minutes to put over Wrath as he walked down the ring with Mortison, James Vandenberg, and the helmet, and the broken staff, 
and uh, the karate of uh, all the competitors combined. Mark Starr was in the ring, too, by the way. Uh, Rat defeats Mark Starr with a death penalty. Let's talk about uh, Conan and Viano 4. First off, Viano 1, 2, and 3, who the hell are they? And if this is the gimmick they're using, will there be a six-man tag with, say, Viano's 1 through 6? I'd like to watch that. It would be like a family feud. Uh, by the way, they also wanted to let us know, too, as we're getting ready to set up Conan versus Viano, uh, that DDP Randy Savage will be going at it at the next pay-per-view again. Number two, it'll be at the Great American Bash. Yeah. DDP and Randy Savage. Let's talk a little bit about that. How do you feel this match is going to go off at the next pay-per-view? Because Conan and Viano 4 was... <laughs> DDP and Savage is the best uh, feud they've got, and... It's really the best thing they've done to push young talent in quite a while. Or, or, and you call it DDP uh, you young? Know, yeah, that's. I was kind of trying to step that back a little bit. Uh, the best thing they've done to to promote uh, talent in, in a while is, is what I should say. Because I mean, that's the thing with the NWO; they just really haven't done a lot to to promote or put over non established guys and and DDP seems to be the first person that's getting the rub from this group of former WWF guys so uh, I I think this is the best thing that the WCW has going right now as far as a few let's hope they don't rub these two out um, Conan with the victory in about three minutes flat with a tequila sunrise. Now, Mean Gene in the ring gets the interview with Conan. Conan yelling in Spanish. So, Mean Gene, apparently the old white guard in WCW yelling about how we need some English. You're in America, sir. Wow. Mean Gene, that's not accepted. Holy balls, Mean Gene. Holy balls. Um, first, he takes Ombridge with uh, the fact that Kevin Sullivan is out. You know, he took his ball and went home. He's trying to, uh, you know, get his smile back. He's on hiatus. Also, he talks about, uh, you know, what's the deal with uh, Hugh Morris? And he calls him the Pillsbury Fat Boy. <laughs> you ever show up in one of my matches again, it's going to be one eight seven time, and that is how I roll. Conan, what a new direction of streetwise Conan. Maybe a blood, maybe a crip. I don't know what colors he's pulling. Maybe it's just a Mexican mafia. I mean, I don't know, but it's interesting. I- I'm kind of vibing on what Conan's doing right now. Yeah, well, Kevin Sullivan took his ball and went home because he had to go paint. <laughs> <laughs> Damn kids. Chipped my paint. As soon as I get <laughs> off this lawnmower. <laughs> you know Kevin Sullivan's out in there du- in his bathrobe on a riding du- lawnmower. W- you know he is. And WWF is the company that gets the that gets the – you know, the grief for having the wrestlers that are all professions. I mean, but, but WCW, it's right there in front of you, Kevin Sullivan. I mean, that's his, that's his gimmick now. He's, he's a painter. He's a handyman. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Sullivan is like a poor version of Forrest Gump cutting the grass at the, uh, the <laughs> local high school. <laughs> yep. I'm going to cut grass. Jacqueline, we're going to go down to WCW. Yep. Oh, boy. Mean James, is that, uh, that Forrest Gump or the dude from Sling Blade? That's the dude from Sling Blade, right? It was kind of a mix, and I couldn't back off of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a combination. I apologize, folks. <laughs> yep, French fraud taters. Uh, David Penzer starts his ring announcements and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, here's Sonny Ono. <laughs> Here comes his nightmare." 
Now, very cool for those that have paid attention to wrestling, and you knew it had to be something because Mike Tanay is at the announce table. Uh, Gray Muda is a guy that hasn't been in WCW often, but Gray Muda is an international superstar that cannot be trifled with. The Gray Muda is the, uh, the great nightmare for Masahiro Chono. Now, Gray Muda comes out, and apparently Chona over in Japan has been trying to recruit the Muda to NWO Japan. Um, your thoughts on Muda versus Masahiro Chono? I'm much more interested in, in what they're doing with this now. I mean, Muda's a big name, and honestly, prior to this, I didn't really care. But at least they've given it two weeks. I mean, he came out last week and said he was going to have the announcement, and it was Muda. So I'm willing to, to see what they do with it. So – the way it ends is that uh, Muda spits the red mist at Ono. Chono and Muda beat the Ono down, and then Muda, uh, Muda takes a picture with Sonny's camera. Chono hands Muda the shirt as Larry says he can't trust the Japanese because they have seven hearts. Wow. Larry. 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 How these guys are still on TV with a standards in practice um, <laughs> at Turner Sports, I don't fully... Wow. Ono bails down the aisle, and they're off to break, but it looks like the great Muda has joined the NWO. Japan. Japan. Yeah, because they did come out to the B music, didn't they? They didn't come out to... Yeah. I don't know here. I, what, what does that even mean? Like, who, who does NWO Japan take on now? <laughs> you know? Like, is, is it a thing? Do we even care? Is it in, or just in Japan? Like, this is... Man, this, this NWO deal has gotten very – it's been diluted for a while, and now you've got these segments of the NWO that do not interact with other segments of the NWO. Is every local uh, town and uh, town and precinct going to have their NWO affiliation? Is it going to be like a new political party or something? Are you going to have people running this NWO? This is stretching this thing out a little bit, a little bit too thin. So the, the promo and the uh, segment that you were just talking about uh, when we talked about it during Conan's match actually had some in-ring action. Here's – it's Gene, and it's the Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah. But it's a commercial. So the commercial starts off with Randy in one of those NWO spots. The following announcement was paid for by the New World Order. And then here comes Gene with Kimberly and DDP. Now Paige is carrying a busted pair of crutches – as he heads on, Gene talks about the bash match, and Paige mocks how mad Savage looked in that NWO ad. Now, Paige obviously says Savage is feeling the madness, yeah. And Gene says he's out of control. Also, Paige reminds Hogan he owes him a diamond cutter. At the bash, DDP is going to be an SOB right down to the letter. Bang! I-, I love Diamond Dallas Page. I don't care how corny some of his promos sound. I love him. I think he's... You know, he's a guy that, to me, is just trying different things in the ring. I mean, he used to come out with the hair tied up. He used to come out with the cigar. He used to come out with the glasses. I mean, he's tried all these different little hokey gimmicks. Now he's just a a striker. He's a bar brawler. That's what he should have been the whole time because Paige is a former bouncer at a nightclub. This is the Diamond Dallage phase we should have had. Your thoughts? Wait, wait, did did you say he's a barber? Yes. No, bouncer. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Um, I thought you meant like he was cutting, uh, he was strutting, cutting, or something like that. No, I Stretting think again and putting people to sleep. <laughs> back to what? Back to what I said. DDP is 
the brightest star that company's got, the brightest original star that company's got. He's one of the only things that's happening now towards towards the top of the car that doesn't feel like WWF's recycle bin. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Let's talk about what we all came here to see. Jim Powers versus the Barbarian. When we come back from commercial, Tony's talking about all the questions surrounding the WCW. And uh, Nitro will be at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas on June 30th. And a brand new star will be debuting that night as well. All right. Matthew, the internet and news lines are buzzing over the identity. Who do you think it is? June 30th, 1997. Who's debuting? June 30th, 1990. Have they specified it's somebody brand new? It's somebody jumping ship? Um, they haven't specified. What they said was a, a big star will be debuting in WCW on June 30th, 1997. June th- what's, what's Bret Hart's contract situation? Oh, I don't know. I thought he was still working in WWE. Yeah, no, he is. He is, but I don't know like how soon his deal's up. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, Shawn Michaels' buddies are all over there. You know, I don't know what I don't know what anybody's contact contract situation is, but I'm just saying. Call in the hotline nine oh nine ninety nine hundred one nine hundred nine oh nine ninety nine hundred. Matthew, who's it going to be? I mean, seriously, could it be somebody that we haven't seen in a while that might be coming back? I mean, could it be? Well, you I know, mean, and, uh, again, going back to WWF talent, um, somebody who likes to jump back and forth, who's been in both organizations several times. How about is, uh, uh, start shaking the ropes, maybe a little bit. What do you think? Where'd yeah. Well, I was I was gonna throw I was gonna throw Sid out there. Sid, that's a psycho answer. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I am, although I am justified in that response. Matthew, you're you're winning today. You are winning, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You are absolutely killing the game today. That's that's because I'm just that vicious. Say the pun again, because obviously I wasn't paying attention. I I said it's because it's just because I'm that vicious. But come on, meathead, you're lobbing softballs to me at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Cut it out with a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew, I'm stalling now because I've lost my notes here. My notes have fell down into the dryer vent uh, as I was, <laughs> yeah, not paying attention here. Uh, let's talk main event, okay? I just let's I love talk. how matter-of-factly you said they fell into the dryer vent. <laughs> yes. Well, I give details here. I mean, there's no curtains that we hide behind. Let's talk main event. It was Harlem Heat. And it was the Horsemen. Jeff Jarrett and Steve Mongo McMichael taking on the team of Stevie Ray and Booker T. Or Booker Ray and Stevie T. I don't remember which one is which. I mean, I'm kidding, of course, folks. But um, Do you feel that these teams really should be in the main event? Is this the main event? I mean, because there's obviously a segment that comes after, but should this have been the main event? No, and they do this a lot of times when there is a segment afterwards. They put something like this in the main event, and it just doesn't feel legitimate. It didn't feel right. It felt like I was watching the uh, – that might have been a main event. You know, that might have been a big pay-per-view or a match on WCW Saturday night. But as far as the main event on the Nitro when you're live, this was not the match we should have had. 
This um, wasn't it. Well, the main event segment, Sting was brought out through the ring again. He popped up underneath the ring and rips a hole. And I wonder how much those canvases cost. I mean, because they've done it two weeks in a row now. Yeah. WCW burning through money. I mean, you know, Sting dropping from the ceiling costs money. Ripping a hole in the ring costs money. Oof, I don't know, man. But anyways, easy E, Hulk Hogan get down to the ring. Here comes Sting popping up through the ring. Now, folks, he was so slow to get up through the ring, you were sold already that it wasn't Sting, obviously. The announcer said, oh, my God, there's a wait a minute. That's not Sting. Do you wish the announcers would let that go? Just let us believe for a moment that it's Sting. Let us decide for ourselves. Yeah, it'd be a nice touch, but I think they've got to put a certain narrative out there. They just don't want to leave up to interpretation. Okay. Well, it definitely wasn't Sting, okay? It was fake Sting, who was made to get down on his hands and knees and beg for forgiveness. Then all of a sudden, you could feel the buzz. You could feel the buzz. You look around, camera, real Sting drops in. Scorpion death drop to Eric Bischoff. He is out. He taps Hogan. Hogan runs and does the old, uh, what do they call that, the schoolboy, where you stand behind somebody and you push them over and they, you know, fall over your back. Well, that's how Hogan got out of ring tonight. Sting yeah. standing in the ring, waiting for Hogan to come back. Here comes the entire NWO. They start to surround the ring. And that extra five minutes gave us nothing. They're out of time. Matthew, we even got the extra five minutes that we, you know, Mm-hmm. weren't supposed to get because the show should have been off at 55? Nope. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the overall show tonight? Oh, and I'm sorry. A little I bit lacking. Over, uh, Giant taking on three guys, but seriously, meh. Yeah, it was it, it, it was it was lacking. I, I expected a little bit more uh, from the first two-hour show back. And, um, you know, I, I thought it was... Thought it was lacking. We just, we especially again with with the mid card, we don't have consistent. The mid card differs so much week to week. You know where was uh, where was Malenko this week? Where was uh, Benoit? Well, at least we have where, Benoit this week. We had Benoit interact yeah. in the Barbarian match. Yeah. So I, I, I just, mean, and then they still, then they try to make us care about a psychosis victory, and it's just again they're they're struggling they're struggling in a lot of places. There's a lot of bright points. There's a lot of things that can be done much much better, but man, uh, there's a lot of things that are slipping through the cracks here. Speaking of cracks, we've analyzed all we can with WCW Monday Nitro tonight. For Matthew Thomas, I'm the man they call me dead. We're building towards the Great American Bash, and we've got matches already starting to come up here. Also, a, a quick announcement from the Outsiders tonight that they will take on the tag team of Piper and Flair. I, was it Piper and Flair, I think, tonight? Yeah, it was Piper and Flair. They'll give them a title correct, shot. Yeah. Wow. Tag team championships at the Great American Bash. The one-year anniversary of the NWO. And we've been doing shows for a year, too, Matthew. God. Wow, isn't that amazing, huh? I mean, it was Memorial Day 1996 that we did our first show. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe it. Memorial Day 1996. Well, here we are, Memorial Day 1997, and uh, we're still going strong. We'll see you guys next week. So long, everyone. <laughs>